Now for some investment strategies. Let's bring in Brian Jankowski, senior investment analyst at 4Pit Capital, to talk about sectors, ways to make money, jobs report. But first, let's just start with your thoughts on what's going on with Silicon Valley Bank here and the contagion that's possible as you're seeing the selling happening in some of these other regional banks today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Nicole. Definitely uh, an interesting day to be on to talk about the markets and with everything that's happening with SVB. So I think investors have been wondering, what is this unprecedented degree to which we raised rates and how quick we raised them in 2022 going to impact the market? And a lot of the question was around financial stability. And, and for a while, it was a wait and see. You know, the Fed has very much taken a step back on the rate to which they are raising interest rates, and they're trying to see how that's playing out. And I think this is a case of seeing the impact of how fast we raised interest rates. I think SVB is a little bit more of um, a unique case given their, their client base. You know, I think we saw you with their venture capitalists and startup tech companies for the past year, year and a half, have had a lot of funding um, withdrawn or, or dried up. And so I've been relying on cash and I've been drawing those down. And of course, the, the big thing that stuck out with SVB was when they had to sell off some of their assets at losses in order to fund those those withdrawals. And so the question has now re brought focus on, you know, banks large and small, you know, their, their balance sheets. Are they going to have to do something the same? I think it's more of a case of now we're going to see these net interest margins, you know, contract a little bit. You know, maybe banks are going to finally have to start paying some interest on their checking account to keep cash um, at the bank, you know, to prevent customers from withdrawing. So I, I don't know if it's as much of a concern of solvency across the board as it is, you know, the expenses are going to start increasing and, and maybe some banks have to start realizing some losses on their bond portfolios. Right, right. So, uh, you know, it's not about the solvency of many of these banks, but instead how the the financial balance of the balancing of the books and how what they can do differently. I mean, we're not as highly leveraged as we were during the financial crisis. Um, you know, I wouldn't compare this to the financial crisis. Neither did you. Um, that's not now is not then. And there's been a lot of parameters and and um, things put in place for a day like this. Um, that being said, I do want to get back to other areas of the market that you have been watching, even possible mm -hmm. opportunities. I'll begin with the healthcare sector, for example. Yeah, absolutely. So we really like the healthcare sector right now. And, you know, well, prior to today, you know, not knowing where the financials of the whole stand on the year to date return, but healthcare was probably the second worst performer behind utilities year to date. So we see a lot of opportunities to add to some names there. What we really like about the healthcare sector is there's a little bit of, of both worlds. On the more conservative side, you know, you see pharmaceuticals that have strong cash flows, strong dividend yields, and have a really, really nice pipeline of drugs you know, to support that continued revenue growth. On the opposite side, the more growth-focused names that we really like, you know, these med tech companies. You know, these are companies that have high growth rates, should continue to do well regardless of how the economy is performing. And so we think, you know, there's opportunities that have presented us, you know, at the beginning of this year, you know, in the sell-off to add to, to both ends of the, the spectrum there. When you talk about that, what do you mean what do you mean when you're you see the growth options? Um, because people are now looking more defensive, they're looking more for value. Um, are there names in growth that on a pullback like today, for example, that you might start to dabble in? 
Yeah, absolutely. We really like names like Danaher and Thermo Fisher, you know, companies that really revolve around medical devices, implants, things along those lines that, you know, like I said, are, are going to be in demand regardless of how the economy is doing. So, you know, pullbacks there is we're, we're taking the opportunity to add or increase positions. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about aerospace and defense. I mean, you do have um, the wars continuing with Ukraine and Russia. I mean, that's been an ongoing story now for one full year. Um, we have our own military concerns here at home where we expect the government will continue to, you know, funnel money into that area. Right. Yeah. So we think, you know, the Ukraine-Russia war, you know, is presenting an opportunity to have to rebuild stockpiles. You know, we, we've shipped a lot of ammo and weapons and, and you know, military vehicles over to Ukraine to, to support them there. And so I think there's there's a long runway there for the United States and its allies to, to rebuild supplies. And, and, you know, unfortunately, war, I don't think it's ever going to go away. So, you know, to prepare for, for the next instance or the next, um, you know, conflict that we face. On top of that, you know, there's a growing need to combat, you know, other countries that, that are starting to challenge us on a military front. So be that building out our communications capabilities, our missile capabilities. I think there's a lot of opportunity to see demand for products across both the offensive and the defensive um, field of, of yeah. defense. All right, Brian Jankowski, great to see you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Investment analyst at Fort Pitt Capital. Thanks, Brian.